Hello, and welcome to the Talking Food with Bid Food podcast. I'm David King, and I've taken over the pod from Joe for this episode, as we talk about the ever-growing food delivery market, and specifically look at tips to generate further revenue, and how to take advantage of the boom in takeaway. To talk this through, I'm excited to be joined by Jamie Moore, European Sales Director at KBOX, Callie Ip, Customer Marketing Executive in our own marketing team, and Ian Thomas, Landlord of the Old Reindeer Inn. Hi, Jamie. Hi, David. Hi, Callie. Hello. And hello, Ian. Hi, David. So just to start us off, Jamie, could you give us an overview of KBOX and your role with them? Yeah, so um, my role KBOX is the European Sales Director. Uh, I've been with the business for about a year now. Um, in terms of what KBOX does, we help operators um, plug underutilized kitchen space. Many operators during the pandemic have seen their kitchens become busier or less busier, depending on what the industry uh, you're operating in. So as we went to lockdowns previously, uh, everyone switched to delivery. There was a huge opportunity in the market for us to plug those gaps within those delivery hours to give these operators potential super brands with our, with our virtual uh, takeaway brands um, and help them take their kitchen utilization up to 100%. Thanks, Jamie. Sounds like a pretty busy time for you guys then. It's been, uh, it's been pretty nonstop, to be honest with you. I think uh, with anything in delivery, it's, um, it's kind of gone supersonic over the last 18 months. And uh, we, we've seen the industry grow like it's never grown before, which is great. I mean, it's helping thousands and th- upon thousands of, of operators right now. Um, and yeah, it, it, it's a huge time for us as well to be able to get into market and speak to customers about you know, potentially how to do delivery right. Um, and fix those problems in kitchens that we see staff pre-pandemic kind of sitting around, not doing, having much to do. Um, this gives them a great way to be able to do delivery right, like I said, but also plug those gaps that we would see in these kitchens time and time again. Well, thank you very much, Jamie. And Callie, you've recently joined us in the customer marketing team. Can you share a bit about what you do in your role? Yeah, so um, I joined a few months ago as customer marketing executive and I take care of the education sectors. So what that really means is helping to create marketing material for schools and universities. And Ian, so you're brand new to the podcast. Could you give us a bit of an overview of what you do? Um, so we've got the, the old reindeer inn in Banbury, uh, which is a, a, six, a 17th century pub, typically like real owl and open fires. You know, we've got a kitchen out the back and then um, we've... Uh, signed up with KBOX and uh, so we now uh, do deliveries um, um, from the kitchen as well as the pub food. Thank you everyone. So let's get straight into the first subject of the growth of the food delivery market. So Callie, is it fair to say the food delivery market has experienced somewhat of a boom over lockdown? Yeah, I'd say that's completely fair to say. So 2020 was said to be the year of the takeaway, and around 81% of consumers said that they had a takeaway in 2020, which is 15% up on the year before. So, well, lockdown was the main cause of this, but the trend is here to stay. Um, We found a study by Mintel and Lightspeed saying that over 50% of consumers have said that they plan to order the same, if not even more takeaways as they did over the pandemic. Yeah, I think I saw uh, this similar report, actually, because I saw within that it said that apparently on average consumers are now ordering takeaway 2.2 times a week, um, which is madness considering before lockdown, I think it was one and that seems to be sustaining itself as well. Yeah, that's absolutely crazy. And according to CGA, the hospitality at Home Tracker indicates that the combined value of delivery and takeaway in February 2021 was 317% more than in the same month in 2020. 
the volume of orders has increased by 115%, and that's well over double the total in February 2020. So with the value of sales growing significantly faster than volume, it demonstrates a huge uplift in average spend. So Jamie, have you seen a similar thing? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Actually, right now, I'm, I'm sat in our development kitchen slash restaurant. So if you hear any background noise, uh, it's because we're flat out at the moment. Um, but yeah, for sure. It's interesting. I've spent I've spent probably 12 years of my career in delivery. Um, and it's always been in growth. What's been interesting over the last 18 months is that growth has, has almost doubled. Um, and what's super interesting is that most of the demographic that you would target in delivery would be your kind of 18 to 35 typical demographic users. Now, because of this kind of on-demand boom that we've seen over the last 18 months, we're now seeing a completely different age range come into the market for delivery as well. Not just takeaway, but other industries. So yeah, we've seen some real shift. And I think it's fair to say that it's accelerated uh, the delivery space probably you know, 10 years plus. Um, yeah, we, we know it's going to reach about a trillion dollar industry in the next five to uh, 10, 15 years. That's probably been accelerated now by about five years because we've seen these swathes of customers start to use these platforms. Yes. And you, uh, Jamie, you mentioned at the start of the podcast just then um, about how you guys are a host kitchen and the, you know, this emergence of dark kitchens and cloud kitchens. Could you just talk us through a bit of the difference between some of these models and, and what they mean, really? Dark kitchens uh, became a thing probably about five or six years ago now. So uh, they will be typically placed strategically around cities in these kind of big shipping containers where food's being cooked out of them and delivered to customers locally. And when, when we came to build KBox, you know, we saw a problem in hospitality because KBox is born from our restaurants, which you know, arguably were failing. And it's the reason why KBox became so popular. We were having the same struggles. And when we looked across the industry, we had two routes to go down. We could go down the, this kind of dark delivery route, or what we could go down was the term that we use, which is a hosted model. So a hosted model is, you know, is utilizing existing kitchen spaces. Um, casual hospitality has been in decline for many years pre-pandemic. Coming into pandemic and coming out of the back of it now, we don't know what that's going to look like. But what we did know when we built KBox is there are thousands of great kitchens across the UK that are just not being used to, to, to effective levels. So rather than going down this kind of dark kitchen route, we thought, actually, let's help hospitality owners produce more, do delivery better, and plug those gaps within their existing businesses. And did you guys see a big kind of take up on this? And was the you know, opportunity to generate extra revenue really attractive enough to you know, make them uh, you know, get involved with you guys, basically? I think, I think right now in the industry, there's kind of three key things that I keep hearing, which is, how do I keep my business open? How do I make it become sustainable again? And what happens if this happens again? Mm-hmm. So... With those three, with those three things on on operators' minds, I think yes. Whenever we're talking to someone, and and the ability to create a brand new revenue stream is incredibly exciting. However, it's not like just opening a kitchen with a single brand and putting it in. There has to be a want to do this. And some of our challenges has not actually been providing the revenue. It's actually having the operators fit this into the existing model. Because if you've never done delivery before, and you know we've seen lots of operators do delivery badly actually during the pandemic and some damage their brand because they don't have the expertise to be able to utilize something like kbox to help plug that gap but also do it in a safe way to our brands that we can help you performance manage gives you the ability to do it right as long as there's a willingness from the from the teams at those uh, in those sites 
to fit it into their model and for us to help them do it in the right way. Thanks, Sir Jamie. Yeah, so I think that um, that 50-50 model is definitely we've been seeing something that's coming through uh, more and more so. Callie, have you, have you seen a similar thing there too? Yes. Yeah, so in short, this is set to continue. Earlier this year, we spoke to groups of customers and um, talked to them about their takeaway offer. So uh, we found that the majority of operators, so 61.1% intend to maintain their takeaway long term and 16.7% are not sure yet. Uh, we also found that two thirds of our customers, so 65.3%, feel that their takeaway offer positively impacts on their customers' experience of the brand. Um, and not only that, 73.6% of these operators rate the performance of the takeaway as either good, very good, or excellent. So really, it sounds like it's about taking advantage of this, which, um, yeah, really interesting there. So next up, we're going to talk about the opportunities and where they lie. Welcome back to the podcast. We've got Ian joining us here from the Old Reindeer Pub Inn in Banbury. Um, could you just take us through your offering and what successes you've had with Takeaway? Yeah, sure. So we're a, a traditional um, ale drinkers pub in, in Banbury, as I said. Um, we um, were just a normal uh, pub with kitchen. Um, and then just bef- in lockdown, just before we reopened, we took on K-Box. We took on then, I think, like five of the brands. Um, and then it sort of overwhelmed us, if you like. It sort of took the pub by storm. We uh, The first tickets came through and I, I wasn't sure it was. Um, and then they just didn't stop. I mean, we went, we went from taking hundreds to thousands and thousands. Um, and then when we was ready to open the pub, it was a case of like having to like re- realign the kitchen or even change the pub menu to be able to do both menus at once or or all seven menus, eight menus, if you include the pub. Um, so, and then from then onwards, we've, we've basically been doing half and half. Um, half of that trade is, is a pub and the other half is, is deliveries. Sounds like a pretty big challenge then to manage both. Do you have any um, tips for operators who are looking to get into takeaway who weren't in it before? Um, I think my best tip is is to use what you get given. For, you get so much from from signing up as a, as, as a partner, um, from the training um, videos and the training um, apps on the phone, the spec sheets, the um, um, the quick um, sheets that you put on the wall. Um, the recipes, the order guides, everything. If it's been so well thought out, and, and I've worked in lots of uh, big brands in pub industry for the last twenty years, and it and it probably surpasses all of the rest, restaurant menus that have been created before. To just to stick basically to everything that you get, uh, and you'll be successful. Like to turn it on, um, to follow the ordering guide, to to follow the recipes, to follow the spec, even make sure you. You're getting every sticker on the right place. Um, and then we just were getting five-star reviews, sometimes like uh, 42 five-stars. Um, and I put that down to, um, you know, absurd bird being the best one. Um, it literally is an absurd amount of chicken <laughs> in a burger. Um, and done to spec without cutting any corners exactly as it's supposed to be um, is is the reason that people are getting it out of the, out of the, the bag and just amazed by it, loving the food and, and giving five stars. Did your um, chefs take to it quite easily as well then? Yeah, yes and no. I mean, it was mainly me um, and um, mm-hmm. uh, and my chefs were are, are catering college students, um, 19 to 21. 
um, and I've got a bit of experience in high volume, um, and that's what we had to do. We had to straight away turn into high volume kitchen because you know, like our, our best uh, Saturday was sixty three orders, which is about seventeen hundred pound, um, and that is um, just on deliveries. You know, we, sometimes we would have drivers queuing out the door, um, so um, it was it was and it was very much about um, you know using the system, using the technology. Um, you know, writing on the bags and um, and looking after the drivers, all that sort of stuff that sort of K-Boss teaches you um, and just keeping your head down and, and plowing through it. Um, and yeah, like uh, they, they've got used to it, but they've had to sort of even be sort of trained in a sort of K-Box sort of way as opposed to uh, adapting what they knew. I guess looking back, is there any advice you'd give yourself? Um, you know, what are your biggest lessons? What advice would you give yourself right right from the start? Um, the best thing is is pre-planning, you know, to expect there to be a tidal wave of orders to come through because it's a really good product, um, all of them, uh, and, and the customers really like it. Um, you know, I just had to keep buying more fryers. Um, so, you know, be be prepared, get the equipment, get your get your line sorted out, you know, get, get everything organised, you know, pre-make your boxes, um, sticker things up, get everything ready um, and just prepare to, to make a load of money. Sounds good to me. And um, Jamie, just from a K-Box side, do you have any more advice for operators coming in that are looking to start um, doing food delivery? Always try it, right? You know, the last 10 years, it's become a digital high street. There's no more walking down your local high street and figuring out where you want to go and eat tonight. You've got a high street at your fingertips within three miles. So if you don't try it um, and, and go into that market, I, I can't see why you wouldn't. And in terms of a tip, look, you would always start doing it yourself, but the K-Box is there to help. We, we want to support our partners, and, and uh, Ian has been a fantastic advocate for our business. Um, and he's right. He's, he's done this. He's taken the entire concept and embodied it into his business. Um, and you can go as far as you want with this, but it is about it becoming a part of your business as an extended part. And if you do it right, as Ian said, and if you put the graft in, you'll definitely get out what we intend to give you. I think that's a really good note as well, because as we've said throughout this, you know, the food delivery market is going to continue to grow over the next 12 months. So taking advantage of this just seems like a no-brainer, to be honest, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely, 100%. Thank you very much for joining us today, Jamie. Really appreciate your time. Uh, thank you for having me. I've, I've really enjoyed this. And uh, yeah, get ordering absurd bird. <laughs> Thanks, Ian. Really appreciate you um, joining us from the old Reindeer Inn in Banbury. Yeah, thanks for having me. I've enjoyed it too. And I hope that uh, other people get the same successes I've had. And thank you very much, Callie. I hope you enjoyed your first time on the podcast. Yeah, it was really great. Thanks. Um, yeah, thank you, uh, Ian. Thank you, Jamie, for joining us today. Thank you for listening and bearing with me whilst I navigate you through this episode instead of Joe. He'll be back next time. You'll be glad to hear. So we have loads more information about this episode's subject on our website and you can see more of what KBOX do there too. You can find this at bidfood.co.uk forward slash kbox. And if you're new to the podcast, we have loads more episodes to fill you with advice and tips for guiding you through this pandemic and beyond. So make sure you follow us so you're the first to hear about what comes next. Thank you and goodbye.